preview. You're listening to The Sizzle on Iron Skillet Radio and Iron Skillet Television. Welcome in, everyone. You know what it is. You know who it is. It's The Sizzle here on Iron Skillet Radio, Iron Skillet Television. We are the hottest talk in the 219. Listen, you know who's in the building, but I I gotta tell you anyway. Jay Sizzle, he's in the building. <laughs> What's up, baby? How you feeling, man? Hey, man, I'm here, baby. We're getting ready to do it and do it till it can't be done anymore. Can it not be done anymore? That's what we're going to do. Yeah. Why did we stop doing it anyway? Well, I don't know. Did we stop? I don't think we ever stopped doing it. We just didn't do it when we were doing it before. Oh, okay. 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 All right. (laughs) We'll make it work. Yeah. Listen, I've got to remind everybody what the word of the week is. Do you know the word of the week, listeners? Let me remind you. Jay, do you know the word of the week? No, but I'm sure you're going to tell me. Oh, I'm going to tell you. It is <laughs> the word of the week. It's effing. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. E-F-F-I-N. F-N. F-N. You know, I said something like that. Sister Mary Jackson slapped me with that ruler. You know what? Remember the one, the ruler that had a little metal edge on it? Oh, yeah. How would beat children like that with a little metal ruler on the end. You know the sad part is when they taped the rulers together and they started beating you with the taped rulers. What kind of school did you go to? I went to an <laughs> effing school where they had tape rulers. <laughs> effing the word of the day. That is yeah. our word of the week and that is your sizzle term. So let's get ready to start the show. <laughs> Alright Jay, I know you saw it. We saw it. Everybody saw it. It was NFL number week one. Week one, number one. It was the first week of football. It was great. It was amazing. It was all that we thought it was. Or was it? Jay, after week one, what are your impressions after week one? Hey, look, man, let me tell you something. I enjoyed week one. Week one was great. It was just fun to have football out there. But the guy who ain't getting no love out of week one is Russell Wilson. Mm. Russell Wilson balled out of his mind this weekend. Mm-hmm. Four TDs. I think he went what? Let me look at my notes. I think he went 31 or 35. 31 or 35. Mm-hmm. Just amazing for how many yards he have. Uh, 322 yards. Russell Wilson played out of his mind. And he's not getting the love for it. I want to say Russell Wilson is one of the top one, two, three quarterbacks in the league right now. He didn't get the love he's supposed to get because actually what's starting to happen now is they're starting to abandon the run game a little bit, and they got Russell Wilson out here throwing the pigskin all over the place, and that's where he shines, man. Russell Wilson mm-hmm. is, uh, is is one of the best quarterbacks in the league right now. Yes, Russell Wilson was out there doing the one-two step all over the place, and when <laughs> I look at Russell Sierra, I look at the way that he's able to manipulate the ball and run with it. All right, so is it necessary when you talk about Russell, you got to bring up Sierra, number one, and then somehow or another, I don't know, I've never heard anybody manipulate the football. I've heard of them <laughs> matriculate the ball on the field, but I ain't never heard of them manipulate. How we are, can you expand, can you effing expand on that? <laughs> I can't. I will give you the full, the, let me expand, and let me explain what I'm saying is, when he takes the football, he's able to do amazing things that nobody else is able to do. It is effing ridiculous. Wow. <laughs> you went a long way to get that one. I did, I did. But you know what, I didn't, I didn't go long enough to get him on any of my fantasy teams. Can you believe that? Not one of my fantasy teams did I get Russell Wilson. 
I, man, I don't know. And you know what? The craziest part was in one of my fantasy teams where I'm getting beat voraciously. Uh, I meant to change it. I guess I didn't. I had Drew Brees as my starting quarterback. But the did problem really? is, yeah. I, 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 I got like them 160 yards. I didn't. I didn't. Because his backup, my QB2, was Cam Newton. Oh, boo. <laughs> oh, it was horrible. It was horrific. It was terrible. It was terrible. But you know what else was terrible? Oh. Tom Brady. TB12. Oh, it was a terrible night for TB12 land. Oh, that's yeah. right. He's not in New England anymore. He's out in Tampa Bay. Does anybody yeah. party in Tampa Bay? I've never heard anybody say, like, I'm going to party in Tampa Bay. I don't think I've ever heard. You know what? You know what? I, I, I have family members live out in Tampa Bay, and Tampa mm-hmm. Bay was a quiet little town. It actually was. It, they, they don't. They don't. They don't. That's that's where all. That's where all your snowbirds go. And that's a mm. uh, U.S. postal worker talk for people who go down south. Mm-hmm. You know, six months out of the year. It's really a quiet little sort of. I mean, it's sort of fun down there, but it's it, it ain't. It's not. Uh, it's not Miami. You can rest assured about that. Well, let's see. It wasn't Miami either when we saw Russell Wilson uh, play, and he did great. And then we saw Cam Newton. He did great. But Tom Brady didn't do great. Has Tom Brady gone to the Buccaneers to retire, Jay? No. <laughs> he's a snowbird now. He just, yeah, he just went around. Snowbird. Is that he what just, it is? Yes. No, man, look. You got a new ball club, a new team, new coach, new everything. And these guys are not on the same page, and you've had no uh, preseason football yet. Mm-hmm. So of course it's gonna be. Look, you just mentioned Drew Brees. Drew Brees threw for 160 yards, and he had all his team back with him. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying it, it's gonna take a minute. Now we're five games in to this season, mm-hmm. and Tom Brady's sitting one and four. Then I got a lot of crow to eat because I said Tampa Bay is gonna be a team that's gonna only be on its way to the Super Bowl. But a lot of it's got to work out. You got to get, you got to get um, Evans' hamstring right. Mm. He's got to get ready to go. That's a big deal. I'd rather them sit him next week. If he ain't ready to go, sit him down. You got to get that little, that little young kid he was throwing to. I think it was a, what Miller mm-hmm. uh, throwing the ball to him. I think he found himself a new rest welker. Um, that that looked pretty good. We got to get Gronk going. I get Gronk. Gronk had one throw come to him, uh, uh, and uh, and then now Fournette got to get more than five carries. More than five carries, and we got to get more than five yards. Shady McCoy didn't do too much. You know, so the whole thing about it, I think you just saw an offense that was well behind the eight ball. It wasn't ready to go. I think Tom Brady in that first series, he looked good because I think they were he, he was reading where he needed to go. And then also, also, you got Tom Brady, a 42-year-old Tom Brady, trying to throw a deep out that he should have never thrown. He should have took that ball back. You know what? This is the first time. All uh, um, in the first game this year, Tom Brady's thrown two picks, and all last year he didn't throw two picks in one ball game. Mm-hmm. So the whole thing about it, you could tell immediately that this was a situation where this team's gonna have some growing pains. We're hoping that Tom Brady, at least I'm hoping. I don't know if other people are probably hoping that he fails, but I'm hoping Tom Brady can put this together. And by the middle, uh, once we get four games in, we we'll look. Hopefully, it'll be two and two. They'll be on the same page. And we might see these guys actually start to explode because he's got the most weapons that he's ever had ever uh, right out there. But Bruce Arians got to use him right. Well, let's talk about Ronald Jones. Let's talk about the halfback for the Bucs. 
uh, <clears throat> there were a lot of people who ran out and got him in fantasy and uh, they're not feeling really good about his fantasy production at this moment now maybe it might get better but is this a situation where we're going to see Leonard Fournette come in as starting tailback and uh, run from there for the rest of the season no, I don't think so. I think there'll be a a, a a a running back by committee type situation there. Uh, Fournette hasn't showed that he can take that load yet. Um, um, they got to give him the ball on a regular basis. But I don't know with Tom Brady, is Fournette going to get twenty carries a ball game? Mm-hmm. You know, we never you've never seen a predominant rusher on any of those teams that are up in New England. We never saw any of those guys up for the Russian Russian title. Nothing like that. Did he have an all-pro running back up there? I'm trying to remember now. Maybe he did. I can't remember. But uh, when he had Corey Dillon, yeah. But I mean, I'm just saying. But I mean, born, born, and born and raised. No, not uh, born and raised. Back. No. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, is that you're you're in a system that um, you're going to have to be able to catch the football out the background if you play mm-hmm. with Tom Brady. So I don't know if Leonard Fournette is that guy who's going to flare out and run that wheel route and catch that pass going up the sideline. Don't know if he's that guy. I'm not sure he's going to get 20 carries straight up the gut, which uh, Fournette needs to get done. And second thing about it is they need to let that offensive line eat a little bit, and, and they need the ball so they'll, they'll actually um, look at that play-action pass as something that Tom Brady might actually do. Uh, but it, it's, it's a work in progress. We're going to see. I think they're going to look better next week. And the third week, they're going to look better. And probably by the fourth week, it should be on par with everybody else. Well, later on, we're going to talk about a retired well, no, he didn't retire. But a running back that everybody said was retired, and he had a pretty good game. But I'm looking at Leonard Fournette, and you wonder about that window when it comes to running backs, and you're wondering now, did he leave his best years in Jacksonville? Hmm. No, I don't think so. I, I think mm-hmm. it all depends. It all depends on the offense you're in. I don't care what offense you have. If that offensive line is not moving those guys in front of you. Unless you got like a Barry Sanders type of guy who could just make it happen on his own, or you got uh, our beloved sweetness Walter Payton way back in the day, because mm-hmm. there were some horrific offensive lines mm-hmm. back in the day when he was running behind Revy Story and everybody. Those were bad offensive lines. They were, and he made it happen back there because he could just use a little bowling ball. Unless you got a guy like that, and they're going to keep feeding him the football, uh, you, you, you're going to see a guy not. You know, you got to give him a – Fournette's the type of guy, you got to keep giving him the football. Okay. You got to keep giving him the football. I want to say you got to put him deep in the eye and just let him crash up in there with a full head of speed and just let him hammer people because that's what he did at LSU. That's what he needs to be doing. I think Jacksonville, I think a problem down there, I think somehow or another he got underneath somebody's skin mm-hmm. and all of a sudden they wanted to open up because usually if you have a running ball club, usually you're not going to score as many points. If you don't score points in the NFL now, you're not going to win. Yeah, you know, that's a big, you know, again, we're going to talk about a team that actually put up some points on the board for the first time in a couple of seasons or at least a couple of games where it really looked like their scoring was what won the game. But let's talk about what Tom did do. What was it that if there was anything that you saw that was encouraging to say that by week four he'll be good, what was it that you saw out of Tom Brady that makes you think, this is going to be a good fit for him long-term. Wow. I mean, to answer the question, but what did I see that was good out of Tom Brady? It wasn't a whole lot. Mm-hmm. I think you just saw a team that what does not, does not know each other. They have not been under fire. Tom can't – that one pass he threw down to Evans, down the middle, and Evans gave up on the ball. 
Mm-hmm. You know, he ran the route and didn't think the ball was coming to him because why he played with Jameis Winston all that period of time. And so, you know, with uh, with Tom Brady, you got to keep running and finish your routes because he's going to put the ball where he's supposed to be. Had he had he run, had Evans continued to run, he'd have ran right into the safety and made that catch, possibly. But he quit early on the right about on the route about three or four yards early. You saw Tom Brady when he came to the sidelines. Evans came right up to him because he knew, like, oh, I'm used to doing that with Jameis. I can't do that with Tom Brady. So I think with Tom Brady, I think they haven't lost. I think that defense is going to be good enough. I think the offense is going to be good enough somewhere down the line here. You just got to get on the same page. But I know, I know one thing for a fact. TB12 is going to have them ready to go, and you're going to see psycho time out there in week two. <laughs> psycho time is going to be getting on the field. It's funny. I don't know what Gronk's going to give you this season. I know he looks physically great. I don't know what he's going to give you as far as being that tight end one. He might be a tight end too, and maybe that's all you really need to be effective if he and O.J. Howard can work together. That's a hell of a tandem at the tight end position where you have two tight ends who can give you receiver production. But I didn't see anything else going from the running game to the line. It was all kind of pedestrian. So I'm agreeing with you. I think maybe they just haven't had that because there was no preseason games. There was no time for them to jail and get themselves together. I don't know if we've seen the best of Tom Brady. I, and to tell you the truth, to go back to the first question, I don't know if we've seen the best of any of the teams, really. It was almost like a season open. It was like your preseason and the season opener. It was guys trying to get adjusted. You got players who weren't supposed to be here. You got players who are not doing this. I don't know. I don't know, Jay, but I do know one thing. I'm not saying that Tom Brady's getting a pass, but I'm not saying he was great either. And it's something I think that should be monitored moving forward is that maybe by week six, if things aren't looking any better than they looked in week one, we've got a serious problem. Yeah, without a doubt, and going back to your point about Gronk, Gronk looked slow. Mm-hmm. Gronk looked slow. Gronk looked like he was getting no separation. So I wonder if Gronk's best years were left behind him three or four years ago uh, back, uh, back, back in New England. I'm not sure. You're going to have to use Gronk down on the goal line possibly third downs where you just need him to sit up a post up in the middle. He might make it through 16 games if you do that. I really don't think Gronk's going to make it through 16 games if you run him out there three or four plays every series. I don't think he's going to be able to make it through that. He just looks slow and somebody's going to tattoo Gronk at some point in time. He's going to get clacked. <laughs> you think he's going to get hemmed up somewhere down there on the goal yeah. line? Okay. Yeah, it's coming. It's, it's coming. He's going because he's, he's slow now. So he's and these guys been wanting to take a shot of, uh, against him anyway. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's been up in New England. You know, it's just it's just like Golden State with Steph Curry. You get a chance to put the beat down on him. You're going to do it because they won too many times. So mm-hmm. you know, Gronk, Gronk's going to get hit. Let me ask you about Evans um, from the fantasy perspective, football wise. He's been. Uh, one of the more disappointing fantasy players because he has potential and then he'll give you those games where he's gotten four catches for 175 yards, three touchdowns, and he looks like a world beater. And then you won't see him again for the rest of the season. So is he an elite NFL quarterback or is he just a pedestrian quarterback that has elite quarter, I mean, uh, receiver body and size? Is he that man? Is he the real deal? Is he... Oh, sizzle. 
I think uh, elite is a rough word to use for anybody out there who has not proven it year after year after year. I think it takes a lot to be elite. Is he a top-level wide receiver? Yeah. Is this the best wide receiving core that Tom Brady's ever had? Yes. You got to keep them healthy, and they all got to get on the same page. I don't care who you are. If you got if you got a race car out there, but you forget to hook up the gas, yeah. the, the, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Right. You you can look at it. You can get in there all you want to. It'll look like you're going to go fast, but ain't nothing going to happen. So all these cylinders got to click. Everybody's got to be doing what they're supposed to do. And here's the thing about it. Tom Brady, they should have won that football game had it not been Drew Brees and the Saints. Had it not okay. been Drew Brees and the Saints, Tom Brady and them would have won that football game. But the problem was you ran up against the Saints who know how to win, who been together all that period of time. You got Drew Brees, who's I, I'm I'm the top, top dog. You're, you're a top dog. You got more championships than me. But all the stats say I'm the best quarterback that's ever played the game. And he didn't look great. He didn't look great at all, you know. He but but he didn't make mistakes though. He didn't throw those picks like like Tom did. So the whole thing about this is, had it been a lesser team than that, you know, had had they been playing a team that wasn't didn't have a chance to win that conference championship or that divisional championship, mm-hmm. had it been a lesser team than that, Tampa Bay probably would have won that ball game. Yeah, I think it could have been. It it looked like at the beginning Tampa Bay was going to run away with it, but then all of a sudden, the Saints came back together. And as you said. This was a team that didn't lose pieces. They gained some pieces, and they were able just to work together. And Drew Brees was able to, less than 200 yards, my starting fantasy quarterback, he was able to win and get a W. Yay. Yay, I'm so happy. Don't you wow. see my face? I'm so ecstatic. I'm just... Yeah. You're you're overjoyed right now, but it happens to the best of us. We all, we all start a name instead mm. of uh, stats. Yeah, that we have, my friend. All right, let's talk about another name, a name that you know well, I know well, actually a name that you requested we not mention again. But we have to mention him because he he won a game, and that is Mitchell Trubisky of the Chicago Bears. How about them Bears, Jay? Look, man. (laughs) This is what I did not want to happen. I tweeted about it. I Instagrammed about it. I did everything else I could about it to say this is what I was scared of. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you why I'm scared of it. All right, look. Mitchell Trubisky, for the first three quarters of that football game, was a guy who we thought he was going to be. Yeah. He was that guy throwing off his back foot, chucking it all over the place. You know what I'm saying? Not stepping in the throws. Can't read what's happening. And then all of a sudden, you look up and Detroit – has pulling people out of the stands that nobody was in the stands to go play cornerback for them. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, now you got to play man cornerback back there because these guys don't know the scheme. And all of a sudden, Mitchell Trubisky now is going against man looks like he was playing in seventh grade. And all of a sudden, he looks like a world beater all of a sudden. This guy was not – they weren't disguising anything because they couldn't. You had your seventh and eighth cornerback out there. You had a defensive tackle playing right corner for you out there. This is what the situation was happening. And now all of a sudden, Mitchell Trubisky, everybody going, oh, look how great Mitchell did at the end. He was playing against a high school secondary. Mm-hmm. What do you expect? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. This is what I want to have happen. It happened. And now we got to go six more games 
with Mitchell Trubisky because he played well against St. Mary's Middle School. <laughs> okay. So let me recompose myself because I wasn't ready for that one. You got me. You got me. You got me, dog. You got me. I wasn't ready for the – look, was there anything that you saw good from the Bears? Okay, here's my problem with the Bears. Here's my problem with the Bears. Okay. All right, uh, uh, where was Robert Quinn? Who? Did they call his name the whole Robert Quinn? Who? Did they call his name the whole Who was ball? That? Yeah. Did they call his name the whole ball game? Where where was Robert Quinn? Mm. I did not see him. Mm. Uh, where was the, the rookie out there, Mr. Johnson? Mm-hmm. Hello, hello to the NFL. Uh he didn't want to hit nobody. Okay. He got he got trucked <laughs> early in that game. Did you see that? He you know it's ball. bad when your your wife or your mate or somebody asks you, "Was that did, was was he supposed to get hit like that?" And you're like, "No, no." He got look, he got mm-hmm. run over like the Jeffrey Number Six Express bus <laughs> ran over a squirrel. He got he got bushwhacked, and yeah. then after that he. He had a chance to lay into somebody, and he let off again. Look, let me tell you something. That guy, uh, he's gonna have to. He's gonna have. They're gonna pick on him all year. Mm-hmm. They're gonna stay away from Fuller because Fuller's an All Pro. Mm-hmm. Fuller's gonna pick your pocket. He's gonna get you at some point in time. You know, there's an interception coming out of Fuller, yes. one way, shape, or another. Mister Johnson's gonna have to come and ball out. He's gonna have to be that guy. I think they're gonna miss Prince Amakamura over there. Mm-hmm. They're gonna miss him. Uh, they're gonna miss. They're, they're gonna miss Peanut Tillman over there. Wait, is wait? I'm, maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm yeah. I'm seeing something wrong. Was this young man the rookie? He doesn't even yeah. have a name yet. Was he in Peanut Tillman's number? Was he wearing Peanut's number? I think he, I think he was. I'm not sure. You might have got me on that one. I'm not sure. I don't know. Dude, but is, uh, that he, look, look, dude. It, it, it it's. I don't know. I don't know. That defense did not look like it was ready to go. I, but who? But who looked really ready to go except for Russell Wilson, except for uh, you know Cam, except for uh, you know uh, that, that guy up there. In, uh, who's his name? Old Man River up in uh, in in, uh, in the Packers uniform up there, looking fat. Him and him and Devontae. Adam, they do that every year, dog. Every year. If you play fantasy, you know the first week you should play Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. Before Devontae Adams gets hurt by week six, and then Aaron Rodgers goes on sabbatical from week eight on. It is horrific. Yeah, they look good. They look good. And uh, Mr. Sierra did one two-step. And I, I just, I don't understand what's going on with Cam's hair. I don't. I don't know. I don't want to hey, look. They're running that RPO up there with Cam, right? Mm-hmm. Here's the thing about it: Are you? Are we really gonna run Cam ten plus times, twelve times in the ball game now with that RPO? Is that what we're gonna do with Cam? Because they're gonna have Cam for three weeks if they do that. <laughs> he already had. The- <laughs> yeah, I think we already found out that didn't work in Carolina. That didn't. they already got Cam shoulders already gimped up, man. You got to stop him from running the football. You got to get the mm-hmm. ball to actual guys who you pay to run the football. Right. Have them run the football, and and that's what you, you know. What, what, who's that? Who's who's his backup? Stinson up to Stenum? Yeah, Stenum is backup, right? Are we running the RPO with Stenum? No. no, no, not at all, my friend. Not you can't even run. You couldn't even run a PPO with him. 
You couldn't run a P.O.P. with him. You can't even run him to Popeyes. You couldn't. No, bro. And that, my whole thing is, unless you're going to say Cam is the next coming of the running back quarterback, he is a quarterback. And at 30, 30 plus, you better learn how to utilize the skills he does have. If he can't throw anymore, then it's a wrap. You can't keep throwing Cam out there. He's already been injured. You can see that there's a history of injury. So right. you're gonna get him clapped up. You're gonna, you're right. gonna and, get him and they can't run his RPOs. But I, I think I think what what Belichick and him were doing was showing it early. Okay. Hey, we want y'all to have to plan for this. All right. So now you're taking away more of their the other defensive practice time because now they got to practice against that RPO because Cam might run. Mm-hmm. I think next week we'll see Cam sitting in the backfield hitting the short passes, dinking and dunking the ball all over the place. I think we're gonna try to keep him in the pocket. That's the only way you go keep him upright. For 16 games during the season. Well, maybe they will run more RPO with Mitchell Trubisky, and that way you can utilize his running back skill. What you need to do with Mitchell Trubisky, to tell you the truth, is don't call a play. Just let him hike, hike the football, and let him run around, because that's what he's best. Mm-hmm. He's best when he's creating. He's got to run. Through, you know, They should just run a two-minute offense for the entire game with, with, with Mitchell Trubisky. Because he operates well, and in, in, he operates well. When they were behind, what was it, 23-6 to six or something like that, they were mm-hmm. behind. All of a sudden, now he's got to hurry up. He ain't got to think. Now he's only reading one to two. Mm-hmm. And he's, he was letting it rip then, letting it rip. Well, he's got to go back and go through his progressions and see what's doing this and who's doing that over there. You know, you're still asking the guy who's just getting B's in geometry to, to take a calculus test. That's what you're asking to do. That's unfair to him. Mm-hmm. It really is unfair. Uh, Matt Nagy needs to understand that this is not the guy that you're going to be able to make these uh, uh, exotic offenses, and he's going to pull this off. you got to dumb this down a little bit, put him on the run, let him run a little bit, threaten to run, because that's where his strength is. His strength is in his legs. Mm-hmm. He know, he's, he's probably the best athlete we've ever had at quarterback uh, for the Chicago Bears. He's a, he's a heck of an athlete. Mm-hmm. And I want to say he's probably an all-around good guy. I think the problem is, and I've heard this on a couple other places, I sort of had to agree with it. He didn't ask to get picked number two overall. Mm-hmm. He didn't ask he didn't ask that the two highest players that are, that are in the NFL mm-hmm. right now, mm-hmm. get paid in the NFL right now, were picked below him mm-hmm. and the Bears had an opportunity to get him. He's never gonna have a fair shot here in Chicago unless he goes and wins two Super Bowls because he's always gonna be compared to Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. And that's what's all, and that's you know he's never going to really get a shot, but you got to get this guy in a position where he can do what he does, because right now he's not that guy to sit back and read two or three mm-hmm. high to low, you know the safety's coming from here. I got to put the ball over. He's not that guy. You know what I'm saying? And he's proven it. He did exactly what I didn't want him to do. What was what he do? He had um I think in the fourth quarter what he had three TDs. Mm-hmm. He went six for six. <clears throat> For 82 yards, six for six for 82, but he was scrambling. He was on the move the entire time. Right. You know what I'm saying? He was That's creating, what, just as you said. He was creating. He was creating. He was creating. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, but now we're going to ask that guy to sit back there and, and pat the ball like a real NFL quarterback. There's a reason why he's ranked 38th overall. Right. I was going to ask you, what did you think about Tariq Cohen and Cordell Patterson? And obviously now there's uh, question marks and, and really – if you lose your number one wide receiver, which is not – I don't think they'll lose him during the season, but if you lose your number one wide receiver for the Bears now, if he's requesting to be traded, if he's 
defriended everybody on the team and taken all of his pictures off Twitter and Instagram. I don't. Can you feel good about this negotiation with Allen Robinson at this point? Well, it, it's, it's look. It's part of the negotiation project. You know, it's just like it's, it's like you know, if you out there running around on your woman, mm-hmm. um, and you come home and her bags are packed up and she's getting ready to leave because mm-hmm. she ain't left yet, but she's getting ready to leave. I'll say you ain't going out on Friday night. You ain't right. You're I'm not going right out. Here. I'm staying at home. You're staying you. right. You're not going out on Saturday. You you sit on the side. You know, text another chick. I'm sorry. Uh, I can't make it. I ain't gonna. I don't know whenever I'm gonna see you again. Uh, you know, because you're not letting your number one walk out the door. Mm-hmm. You're just not gonna let your number one walk out the door. So this is this whole negotiation process going on. He's letting them know I'm out of here if you don't pay me. You know what I'm saying? This was about to happen. If you don't sign me now, don't come and try to sign me later mm-hmm. because he might get picked. He's going to get. He's played well enough to go be out on the free agent market and go get paid. Now, are the Bears going to pay him? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It all depends because I don't know. Bears have a tendency not to pay their wide receivers. You know that. Yeah. You know where's the last where's the last wide receiver that the Bears actually paid big time wide receiver that they paid? They you know they're not like the Bears. Musa Muhammad. Yeah. Well, yeah. You asked the question. I gave you an answer. I don't know well, if you like. He, he was the only wide. He was the only wide receiver on the Bears at that point in time. He did, and he was the only person that told the truth and said Chicago is the place the receivers come to die. Right, and that's the reason why Robinson's right now. If you're not going to pay me, I'm going to leave. Yeah, I get it. I get it. You know, if you're not going to pay me, so don't come to me after the season's over. Time we're going to negotiate. Nope, I'm going to be out of here because somebody's going to pay me. I played well enough to get paid this league. Well, we got to get ready to get out of here because if somebody doesn't feed me, I'm out of here, Jack, and I will revolt and leave. But listen, if you haven't listened to us regularly, that's because you haven't subscribed and liked us on any social media platform. And number one, shame on you. That's a terrible thing. But if you want to follow us, you can always follow us, The Sizzle. And you can look for us at Iron Skillet Radio and Iron Skillet Television. We are on every platform. If you can't find us at Iron Skillet Radio or Iron Skillet Television or Iron Skillet Sports, you can always find us at hashtag skillet underscore sports. We're there. You can find us. And there's always a fresh new episode of The Sizzle. The hottest talk in the 219. And so for my co-host and my man, my brother, the other from another mother <laughs> who's better than Ed Lover. I just, wow. I was just throwing all that in there, man. I just, yeah, you know, you're, you're, quite, you're quite the wordsmith there, oh, sir. Thank you. I just want to throw some praise to you. So I was just going to say to the people, yo, for Jay Sizzle, for G Sizzle. We're out of here and we'll see you later. And remember, you're listening to The Sizzle, the hottest talk in the 219. We're the hottest talk anywhere, anywhere, at all times. Yeah, I think at all times. We are The Sizzle. Make sure that you follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Iron Skillet Sports. And remember to like, share, and subscribe to Iron Skillet Sports on YouTube at Iron Skillet Sports. Look, man, I need a place to stay, Jay. Look, let me tell you something. <laughs> <laughs> Caught me off guard, you know. <laughs> okay, let's try this again, my friend. I was about to say, if all your money's spent and you can't pay the rent, <laughs> then you don't, don't call. But if you got an extra change and you need a place to stay, <laughs> you know, get right around the way. You know what I'm saying? Get on, here, get on over here to die. Thomas over here. <sighs> 
right. Because I don't know the number, man. You got to say the number. I don't know the number. Need a place to stay? Call Diana Thomas at 219-230-3352. That's Diana Thomas, 219-230-3352. 20 years, man, in the business of written apartments. She must know what she's doing because she got me in mind. Y'all need to give her a call, baby. Hey, if y'all need a place to stay, she's the one to make it happen. That's 219-230-3352. CNA Auto Repair and Towing, 93 East Main Street, Chicago Heights, Illinois. Open Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. Saturdays, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Call 708-758-2855. Complete auto and collision repair at CNA Auto. 